<laughs> yeah, I've got one that said Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are really angry. <laughs> I don't blame them, honestly. Hello, and welcome to CE Over It, another episode where we are having an amazing guest on. Now, we are going to be talking with Lauren from LB Creative. She is one of my good friends that I met at a speaking presentation thing that we both spoke at. She spoke on packaging, I spoke on raising prices, and we became pretty good friends, and then we've just kind of been talking and helping each other out ever since we met like a year ago. And so I'm excited to have her on the podcast. She actually came to me, I think it was like last Friday or last Thursday. Like seriously, today's a Monday when we're recording and it was just a few days ago. And she came to me because she has been talking on her Instagram uh, about the new Instagram change. And she's been chatting with her followers about it. And it's been a really interesting convo. And she voted or she put out a vote, a poll for people. And she asked, you know, are you excited about having lots of video content or do you not like video content? And she said that there was about a hundred people who voted. And I was the only one out of a hundred people that said that they were excited and liked video content. And it sounds like most designers absolutely hate video content. So she brought it to me and she said, hey, you should do a podcast episode about this. And I invited her on because she is one of the people who is not excited about it. And I thought it would be interesting to have both perspectives someone who loves video content and someone who is not super into video content because, wow, yeah, if you haven't heard, Instagram made a huge, huge announcement that it is no longer a photo sharing app. It is a video app. And it honestly makes me sad because even as someone who loves video content, because Instagram was one of the last photo sharing social media platforms out there besides Pinterest, which is really even going towards video content as well. And so it makes me sad because I know that I am not everyone and everybody has their own personality. And that's what makes marketing special and unique is when you can find a marketing platform that really fits you and your personality. And so the fact that there's not very many photo platforms out there, it makes me really disappointed in Instagram. But anyways, I love Lauren to death. Um, And also, I wanted to say a quick note before we dive into the interview that one, I apologize if on these interview episodes, the sound is not top notch. I am still figuring out how to record it in the best way to get good quality sound. So I apologize for that, guys. And also, I apologize that these guest interview ones seem to be a little bit longer. I know some of you, most of you, probably like episodes that are about 30-ish minutes. Um, But we just get talking and I don't ever know where to cut out on the conversation because it's so good. And I just think that there's a lot of value. (laughs) Look at me all high and mighty, thinking that we have so much value in our conversations. But really, like, I just love my friends so much and I want you guys to hear their opinion. So I'm very excited for you guys to meet Lauren and we will go ahead and I will let Lauren introduce herself and then we will hop right into the episode. So I'm Lauren from LB Creative, and yes, I do specialize in packaging design, but I also do branding and web design, Um, but I focus mostly on product-based businesses, but I do love 
educating other designers. That's a big passion of mine. I love speaking with other designers. I love being a part of things like this. This podcast is so much fun. I'm really excited. Um, But yeah, I mostly um, teach other designers how to navigate packaging because it is really confusing. Let's be honest. (laughs) So um, yeah, that's a little bit about me, but I'm excited to chat more about Instagram. Cool. Yeah. And for any of those of you who aren't in her course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link something so that you guys can like go learn more about it because it's just amazing. You guys need to go all take it. But okay, let's get in. Before we start talking about Instagram, let's get into the snacks and tracks segment. So I prepared you a little bit for this. Yes. <laughs> what have you been eating, snacking, tracking, and watching while you've been designing lately? So snacks, it's funny when I listened to your podcast for the first time, you mentioned that you are more of a drink focused snack person and I am the polar opposite. I drink water only. Like I pretty much never drink anything but water. I don't drink coffee, don't drink tea, rarely. Um, So I feel like we're on the opposite end of the spectrum there, but I'm all about the food snacks. I could eat anything forever. Um, So my go-to snack for working, it's actually easier than it might sound, but it's super, super good. So I take a Granny Smith apple, I'll chop it up, I'll coat it in some clarified butter, um, put some cinnamon on top, and then throw it in the air fryer. And it's like old school Southern like fried apples, but a little bit healthier and it's super fast, super like delicious. And oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with sweet things though. So if you're into the sweets, that's where to go. That sounds delicious. At first when you said Granny Smith apple, I was like, Mm -hmm. no, I cannot (laughs) get on board for this because those things are disgusting. But when you bake with them, they are delicious. And that actually sounds really good and kind of is convincing me to get an air fryer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Air fryers are the best. I air fry everything now. (laughs) Well, it's pretty fast too, isn't it? Yeah. I think the apples only take probably like seven minutes and then you don't have to like turn on an oven. You don't have to tend to a stovetop or anything. You just put it in and then you've got a great snack. Oh my gosh. I need to get an air fryer. That seriously has convinced me. Like I'm going on Amazon today and buying myself. Yeah. You can fry anything. I also love frying veggies to go with like dinner. Like uh, recently I've been frying up some uh, zucchini and squash since it's in season and it's so good. Just throw some olive oil on there and some seasonings. Good Because I like, I don't like mushy vegetables. Like, yeah, I love it crispy for sure. Yeah, I like it crispy because for lunch every day I eat like wontons and then like cauliflower stir fry. I put it in a pan every day and I like fry it up or cook it up because I, you know, you microwave it. It's just, yeah, that's not the way to go. (laughs) So nasty. So maybe I need to get an air fryer to crisp up everything. Highly recommend. Okay, cool, cool. And then what have you been watching or listening to lately? So when I'm working, I get really easily distracted by music that has words. Um, So it depends on what I'm working on. If I'm really like in the zone and trying to think critically, like if I'm working on brand strategy or something that requires a lot of my focus, I will listen to like lo-fi hip hop on YouTube, just like those instrumental nonstop videos. Those are really good. 
But if I'm working on something that requires less brain power, um, I actually really love just listening to podcasts or audiobooks. So lately, I've been listening to The Shining by Stephen King on Audible, which is really, really good. It's a lot better than the movie, I will say. Is it scary? It is scary. Like, I would <laughs> so if you're into the scary books, it's a good one. Oh my, I never even thought about listening to that one on Audible, probably because I, I, I'm a really big baby with scary stuff. Like, Yeah, it's... I feel like listening to it is probably scarier than reading it because someone so. is like shouting and sort of doing the voice acting. Yeah, <laughs> but, oh um, I don't know. It's it's a similar vibe to like a true crime podcast, I guess. You know what I mean? But those are also really fun to listen to. Oh, maybe I want to like get into some horror books. Yeah, I feel like when the fall comes around and it's closer to Halloween, that's a good time to do that. That would be a really good time, actually. Then you get like in the spooky vibe. Yeah. Audio but book. for podcasts, I listen to, um, sometimes I listen to designer based podcasts like this one or like better brand podcast. Yes. Um, but I also love office ladies podcast because I watched the office like 10,000 times in a row. So I love hearing, uh, the backstory about all the episodes. So that's a really fun one to listen to. That's another one I need to get into because I've watched, that's like always my go-to show when I'm doing like monotonous stuff because I can, I still find it entertaining to watch like for the 30 billionth time, but like I don't have to watch it, you know, for me to like get stuff out of it. Like if I'm yeah. starting like a new Netflix show, I have to do something really, really monotonous because I know I'm going to like want to watch it. For sure. It uh, becomes really distracting when you're trying to pay attention to the story of the show. Yeah. So have you like learned a lot about the show? Like, Yeah, it's really interesting. They do a lot of interviews with some of the other cast members and sometimes the crew members or the writers, directors. You get to hear a lot of different perspectives. I love listening to the writing perspective in particular. I think that's really interesting and like why they chose certain things. Um, and I love just hearing about all like the silly moments behind the scenes that you don't get to see. I bet there's a million because that cast. Oh, is gosh, yes. There's so many. Oh, I need to listen to that one. I've been recommended that one a few times and I'm just like, I need to watch it. Or I mean, I mean, I need to listen to it because I've heard it's yeah, really, really good. You should. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing those. It's always so fun to hear what people are snacking and watching. Um, mm -hmm. But now let's get started into this conversation about Instagram now not being a photo platform and it is now a video platform. <laughs> yeah, pretty shocking. Because <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the only photo platforms left. I mean, there's Pinterest. Pinterest is more like a search engine, though, I feel like. Right. For and sure. Facebook is way too old. I mean, well, I'm not a big fan of Facebook, to be honest, except for Facebook ads. Yeah, it's not my target demographic Same. for business. Same. And so when Instagram made that change, even for me who loves video, I love video and I feel more comfortable in video. I was a little disappointed. Yeah, me too. Um, it feels very much like they are moving away from their original strategy as a platform. And it's really strange to see them just trying to blatantly copy other <laughs> social media platforms like TikTok. I think that's a big thing that a lot of people were telling me is that they were really disappointed to see that, you know, TikTok's already successful in itself. Why do we need two TikToks? 
Well, I, I wonder if, because this isn't the first time they've tried it, obviously. Like, they see something be successful, and they're like, okay, we're bringing it all to the app. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one of the most successful things that they did with that was Instagram stories, you know, when Snapchat came out with their stories, and then they did it, like, really quickly after. And, and then I feel like Instagram stories became probably better or more popular than Snapchat stories. I don't yeah, know. that is true. That might be the reasoning why they're trying to transition into the reels because they know what success was brought by integrating the stories. But I don't know. I'm not sure about it. I know. And I, now I feel like it's just like too much. Like it feels like the Cheesecake Factory menu where mm-hmm. you're just like overwhelmed. You're like, okay, cool. Now I got to do reels. I got to do videos. I got to do lives. I got to do stories. I got to do posts. And literally I want my brain to explode. Like, oh my gosh, I saw this yes. TikTok about like, oh my gosh, here's the key to how to be successful on Instagram. And oh my gosh, I should link it in the show notes because it was actually uh, duetted it because it was so absurd. And it was super popular mm-hmm. too. She's like, all you need to do is have 12 Instagram stories every day. One Instagram reel, like it was like two to three of each thing on Instagram every single day. And it's like, how in the heck is that even realistic? I know. That's exactly where my frustration came from. I kept seeing things like that and just people saying like, you have to do reels, you have to do Instagram lives, you have to do stories on all of these all at the same time every day to be successful. And I think just hearing things like that really, it like burns me out before I even get a chance to start anything because I'm just not mentally prepared for that. Anytime someone says you have to do something in order to be successful and you feel like you're missing out on the entire world if you don't do this one strategy, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, I, I automatically shut down and I stopped listening because every stra- there's so many marketing strategies out there and it, it pisses me off when people say, no, this is how everybody's successful. Everybody does reels or everybody does video. And it's like, no, not everybody listens or like, comes off naturally through that one marketing medium. There's multiple marketing mediums for different reasons because we all have different personalities and we should honor that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's just really frustrating. And I know that a lot of like newer designers, especially in the freelance world, are probably really overwhelmed seeing all of these suggestions and it's not helping anybody feel confident in running their business. Oh, I agree hundred percent. And so, okay. I'm curious because I'm, I'm coming at this from an extroverted position who, who does genuinely love doing videos. I feel like I communicate best on videos. And so I feel like I'm in a privileged position here because I, I naturally do gravitate towards that. And now the platforms are gearing more towards that and I'm upset by it. So yeah. how do you feel as an introvert for someone who doesn't want to do videos as much? Yeah, it is scary and a little bit frustrating. Um, I think with me personally, I tend to just power through it and <laughs> pretend like I'm an extrovert and that usually works, but it's still uncomfortable. And um, I think the problem is that these videos tend to be seen by an even wider audience, which is good uh, for the algorithm and like, you know, gaining more followers. But it's kind of daunting to think about if, you know, my TikToks go viral, which is pretty common these days. Um, Your content can be seen by like hundreds of thousands of people. And then 
Unfortunately, what I've noticed on TikTok is that a lot of people have a lot of negative things to say. And I think as an introvert, you're already sort of like scared of um, judgment. I mean, maybe I'm just speaking for myself here, but I personally feel like afraid that people are going to not like my content or it's going to reach the wrong audience and people are going to be upset by it or something. I've seen so many other designers get criticized heavily for just the most ridiculous things. And so I think putting yourself out there in a vulnerable position like that, it's really tricky. And I totally understand that a lot of people don't feel comfortable doing that. But I have found that, you know, there are other ways around doing video content where you're not like showing yourself and your whole life. You don't have to be the brand. Like it doesn't have to be all about you and your personality. You can definitely approach it from more of like a a business standpoint where you just show things about your business rather than like, here's my like a day in the life or something like that. Mm, So what like kind of content do you feel like you're going to gravitate more towards? I think the kind of content that would make the most sense for me would be around like what, um, what my business does. So maybe behind the scenes of my process or just like educating my potential clients and what I do, maybe showing some product or projects like in their entirety, showing like the mood board and the logo variations and the packaging and the website and just doing like little videos that show the entire project um, or just anything that's not really focused on myself. But I do still do things like that because I do feel like it's important to interject, you know, your, your own personality and help people get to know you a little bit more. So what, what like personal things, like, sorry, I'm like asking you a million questions because (laughs) I want to know more about too. Like, how do you feel like you are interjecting your, cause that's a part where like, how do I put my personality and show up on camera? Mm-hmm. And I'm so nervous about it. Like, I don't know. Like, and, and I think it always is good to ask yourself, okay, do I feel comfortable with this? Yes or no. What kind of comfortable or discomfort right. am I feeling? Is it because this is just genuinely not in my comfort zone and a weakness of mine and I don't need to lean into that or is it just like a discomfort of the newness and I do a few times and we'll be fine like I, I don't know I guess how do yeah. you like pick and choose because like, you're like oh, I'm just gonna like pretend to be uh an, an extrovert and just like push mm-hmm. through it yeah I think something that's been helpful for me and might be helpful for other people is like the most cliche saying in the whole world which is be yourself and I think that's really important because there's a lot of different types of content out there, especially on TikTok and in Reels. Um, these viral, you know, content creators—they all have different vibes, different aesthetics, different styles of content creating. And there are definitely some that are not me. Um, like I'm not ever going to be somebody that's like dancing and like showing my content at the same time. I mean, maybe a little bit, but not like, you know, that's not going to be my focus or anything like that. So I don't think, you know, if there's a trend out there that doesn't feel right for you, I don't think you should hop on that trend just because you think it'll get you more views. It's not going to, 
feel authentic to you, especially as a business owner. You don't want people to be off put by what you're putting out there because it feels really off base from, you know, if you're doing like, if you're all about luxury branding, then maybe doing like silly, goofy TikToks where you're dancing or like whatever. I don't know. Maybe that's not the best approach. So I think just like evaluating where you stand as a brand and then also as an individual is a really good place to start and just recognizing what feels authentic to you and not trying to force yourself into doing something that doesn't feel right. Because that's when people start to notice that you're just doing it for the views or, you know, it, it sends mixed signals as a brand. People don't want to be confused by you. They want to understand you. I think that's kind of the whole point of the video content is that you get to show yourself in a new way and get a little bit of extra time to deliver the messages that you're trying to convey. I love that. I'm so glad you said that because people are like, oh my gosh, I have to do, you know, you hear, I have to do video. And the first thing you think is my face has to be on camera and I have to be the one dancing and being all flashy. That's totally <laughs> not what you have to be doing. Like, cause I think about like when I first started doing like webinars and like trying to be more present on Instagram stuff, that was like when I didn't really <laughs> understand how I wanted to be as a business owner. And I was just trying to do like the right thing. I was doing the things where I'm like, oh, this is a trend or this is how other people are talking about their programs on stories and lives. And so I'm just going to do that because I'm trying to emulate success. They're successful. I don't know what I'm doing. So let's just do what they're doing. And that always felt really like slimy to me. Yeah. Like, to do like webinars in a way that was like pretty much a hundred percent sales and no content. Yes, and like me too. And it was like lots of slides and like even the ones that were like, oh, this is like very beautifully done. Cause I was trying to come off as like this like wise person who like knew everything and da da da. And it's just like that was not me at all. And yes. like once I finally just started like showing up on my Instagram stories with like a t-shirt on and no makeup and even just like teaching. Mm -hmm. with like a sweatshirt on and my hair thrown up like that's when I felt like I was like I felt good do you know what I mean yeah and I feel like it came off so much more authentic because that that was that was me now like there's so many people I, I follow on TikTok too that like they do like oh like I follow this one astrology account mm -hmm. <laughs> like she's like uh you're like what your main character in a book would be based off of your star sign and then she'll just like show like an aesthetic and then be like, oh, you're the evil queen or whatever based off of your star That's sign. Cool. And then this person is like the night. And I don't know, I'm giving really bad examples. And <laughs> so many of those, like what books you should read based off of your star sign. And it's literally, she never shows her face. And it's just like, oh, just shoot. Just touch the microphone. But she just like shows things. I don't know. And I'm like, That's like her style. And like, I know people who like, like to make the big production and show people right. with words and so I think it just depends you have to ask yourself like okay what is my style how can I do this in a way that makes it comfortable for me mm -hmm. yeah exactly and there have been some times where I'm like oh maybe if I did this trend you know it would get a lot of it would get a lot of views but it would just feel so weird for me and I don't want to ever feel that way about making content I don't want to feel forced into it. Like I have to make this because that's the only way I'll get views because that's mm -hmm. totally not true. And, you know, 
I think that's one of the biggest beefs I have with TikTok is that it's just a ton of repetition of the same trends over and over again. And I mean, unfortunately, that's kind of how you get a lot of views on TikTok. Um, I know a lot of people that claim to be TikTok strategists recommend just following trends and like just only doing the trends because that's how you'll gain traction, which is probably true. But I think trying to do something that's authentic and unique to you is also really important because otherwise you're just going to look like every single other account out there and oh my gosh, no yes. one's going to be that interested in what you're actually doing. Yeah, I 100% agree with you because now that TikTok, I think ever since Instagram made that announcement, I've been seeing more and more designers on TikTok, which is great. I love that people are making that decision and trying something new. Um, but I am like... I should record it at some point because it's almost funny at this point. Like when I'm scrolling on my For You page, like I will literally get like the same hook, like probably five times in a row. The top five things you need to do to make your brand stand out. Mm -hmm. Or the top, you know, and they're just, or here's my trend, the trend done over and over and over again. And I, I think trends can be cool where it's like you take your creativity and you put your spin on that trend. Right. But when it's like, okay, I've seen this <laughs> literally like seven times. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when I started to get abused with the two. I see that on Instagram too, though. Like uh, the post that I feel like I see on Instagram all the time is like, oh, I know. How much should a, lo- should a logo and branding cost? Why is it so expensive? Like I see some kind of <laughs> posts like that. Yeah, I know. Time, which I get. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's I all think repeated. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with doing those topics or those trends that like get you or communicate value or get you followers or whatever, as long mm-hmm. as you, only you could do that. Like, I mean, if your competitor or whatever were to copy or replicate like what you were saying or what you were doing, like they mm-hmm. couldn't because you added your yeah. own personal twist or your own saying like I don't want to hear another like Google version of the five things your brand needs like I want to hear your yeah specific so right reason why you believe that I think that's a big thing in it too yeah I have seen a million and one of those posts that are just like top five things your brand is missing or your website's nope. missing or ways to improve your branding or something. And yeah, it, it is often all the same information over and over again. Uh, but it is interesting when people have their own unique spin on things. And I think that's another reason why having a really um, specific niche is important as a creative, because then you can kind of lean into that niche in whatever content you're creating like for me, it's product-based businesses. So I often talk about packaging and when I'm doing educational posts, it's really based on packaging, typically, mm-hmm. not always, but um, that kind of helps me stand apart from other people. And I know some people have really unique styles and things like that. I've seen some other designers that have a very artsy style, like traditional artsy style, and they'll uh-huh. show a lot of behind the scenes of them like painting and illustrating. And it's really interesting. And that's not something that I could replicate and just be like, here, I'm going to show you the same old thing that everybody else is doing. 
Um, so yeah, it's really cool to see people with really specific like styles or niches leaning into that and showing what makes them special. Gosh, yes, I totally agree. Like the positioning and just making yourself different. I feel like I've said this in like every single episode now where I'm like emphasizing how important just to be different and do what you feel like is best for you. Yeah. How important that is. It is. And it's taken me a a good amount of time to come to that realization. I think when everybody starts as a freelancer, you want to appeal to everyone because Mm -hmm. you can't get clients. It's like pretty hard to get clients, not going to lie right off the bat. So you're like, I'll take anything, which is fine. I think it's helpful to take a lot of different clients and then you can know who you work best with. That's kind of what happened with me. Um, But it does take a certain level of bravery to isolate yourself from other types of clients that you know you're not going to work well with. It's kind of scary to start saying no to people, but when you do, you really make room for the right people. And I think that's super important. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Times 3 million percent. Love that. <laughs> um, okay. I want to hear Cause you put like a question box on your Instagram story about people's responses to this. Yes. And you guys know I love hearing everybody's perspectives and just talking about it. So do you want to share some of the interesting things that people submitted about this? Yeah, a lot of these responses were pretty similar. Um, it's funny because I put a poll saying, <laughs> are you feeling anxiety about the video content or do you like video content? And I can't remember how many people responded, but I feel like it was close to a hundred. And oh Carly, gosh. you were the only one <laughs> that said that you liked video content. That's so many, funny. Because when you're like, oh, you're the only one, I'm really surprised that there was that many people who replied and I was one out of a hundred. Yeah, you were the one. So a lot wow. of people are definitely opposed to the video content. Um, but with the responses, um, so Kenzie and Sunday Made Studio, they both said something similar, which is that Instagram is going very far away from their original you know, brand positioning. And mm-hmm. they are definitely showing that TikTok is like intimidating them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, they're just pathetic. moving away from their original purpose, which I think a lot of people it's pretty obvious that people are noticing that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty and sad, actually. See. They're such a huge company. Yeah, I know. It's pretty surprising. Um, like, are you really getting that intimidated by this, like, one-year-old company? I hope ooh, TikTok and then, feels real good right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from, from Instagram. Something that I thought was interesting, um, a photographer named Sarah responded and said that it is super frustrating as a photographer because photos will always matter more than anything to them. Oh my gosh, I didn't even and think about the photographers. I know, I didn't either. I'm like, wait a second, that's going to be really challenging for them. Yeah, that like sucks even more because that's literally your entire business that Instagram just deemed unworthy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's scary. But I mean, you can definitely show behind the scenes of photo shoots and then yeah. show like the final product. I always love seeing photos like that. I that's think that's true. super interesting. Um, so, you know, there's definitely ways around it, but oh, sorry. it's it's still scary. Um, 
Katie from Wildflower Design said that they should focus on what makes them unique instead of trying to be like everyone else, which is pretty much the same as what other people were saying, that Mm -hmm. they're just leaning into trying to be like TikTok and it's kind of sad. (laughs) So do you think that Instagram, because this is the one comment I got, it was um, people thinking, they said Instagram is dead. And I'm curious your thoughts on that. That's a tough question because I don't think Instagram will die anytime soon Um, just because it has so many users and everyone is sort of conditioned to use it all the time. (laughs) But then again, Facebook kind of has been dying recently, so you just never really know. But um, I personally think that Instagram, if they want to push video content, they need to completely redesign their entire platform Um, The user experience needs to be completely different because TikTok is great how the algorithm shows exactly what you want to be looking for. But TikTok is, uh, sorry, Instagram is really not that way. You're just sort of scrolling for a while um, and you're not really seeing content that's super relevant to you. It's more just people you follow. It's not even in chronological order necessarily, which is really weird. Um, But you have to go to a separate tab to see the reels. You have to go to a separate like bubble at the top to see stories. I just think there's a better way that they could integrate all three or even four with, if you can include lives, um, all four things in a more seamless way, because I never click on the reels tab. I don't know about you, but I just avoid it completely. So I'm actually surprised at how much engagement reels tend to get because I personally don't even look at them. I never look at them either. Like every time I have a reel that gets more than like a couple thousand views, like who are these people? I don't understand that either. I mean, I, anytime I've put up a reel, I will also put it on my story so that people will see my story and then go click on the reel. But it's surprising to me how many people are actually looking at reels, but I think if they were able to integrate both reels and the feed in a different way where they're not so separated, that might help. Um, yeah, I agree on that one. Yeah, I, I don't know. Design it. And yeah, I love that TikTok, the for you page and the, like, I love that you can get on like, like you said, like the algorithm of TikTok is so good. Yeah. So good. And maybe that's why Instagram is feeling so intimidated by them because Mm -hmm. you feel like you get things where you're like, how did they know this? And I get comments like that all the time where like, wow, my for you page is getting really specific about you today. You know, like, how did they know that this is me? And I was feeling this way. Uh, And that's what I, I love about TikTok is you really do feel like, oh my gosh, like you have almost like a community on TikTok with like the most Mm -hmm. random people. Yeah. And I think something interesting about TikTok is that you're almost only seeing content that are just like random, you know, people that you don't follow. And Instagram, you're only seeing content from people that you do follow already. So Mm -hmm. it's hard on Instagram to reach a wider audience. I think that's why on TikTok, people are like, wow, how did I go from zero to 20,000 followers when on Instagram, I have a thousand followers It's because you're being shown new content all the time. And on Instagram, it's really hard to, to show other people what you have. You're just kind of hoping that people will be searching through hashtags and 
um, maybe someone will share your content and it'll be seen by the right person, but that's just not as, you know, that's not as great as TikTok's algorithm. Oh, seriously though. Like I've been stuck with, well, for two or three years, I was stuck at three years. I mean, numbers don't really matter. Da, da, da. But in a business, it's like, yeah, you want to be having growth and the numbers aren't completely irrelevant. And I was stuck at three and 4,000 followers for like three years. Like I, and it was so frustrating because I was seeing people, you know, who started at the same time I did have like now 20,000 followers and da, 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 and just could not figure out how to get more followers or whatever. And then after a few months on TikTok, I had like 17,000 followers. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and now I have like almost 8,000 followers on Instagram, but I think most of that is from TikTok and Facebook ads. Like I don't yeah. think a ton of it is organic. Yeah. Instagram has really gotten worse over time with allowing people to see your content. I feel like I'm sort of at a plateau where it's very hard for me to gain followers. Um, I feel like the only time I do is when I'm posting literally every single day on my feed and my stories. And it's interesting. I just pulled up um, a saved post from Instagram that I saw someone else post. It was from Abby Design, who is amazing. She has seen tremendous growth on Instagram within the last year I think let me see okay, doesn't yeah, she, she have like said 20,000 followers or something she currently has 33,000 followers 33. and last year in June she had a 2,900 what so, I think that's insane to me how <laughs> so, literally how yes which so she she had a really great post showing how she did it but it's highly overwhelming to me and props on her for having the dedication to do this because I don't, but it's sad that this is what you have to do to get followers on Instagram. Like she said that you need to be consistent posting five or seven times a week. You need to be doing like a variety of different types of content. You need to be sharing photos of yourself. You need to be talking on your Instagram story, like sharing behind the scenes, showing your days in the life, doing reels, doing stories, starting challenges and trends. And it's just like reading this is so overwhelming. And I know that that would lead to success for many people, but it's just not realistic for most people. No, seriously. Like I actually just hired um, a marketing assistant like for this purpose, because even, I mean, I don't work a ton. I really don't. I only probably work like maybe five hours a day with exceptions. It it ends up being about five hours a day. Yeah. And I don't know. And I don't even, I'm not, you know, I'm not really working with any clients. I'm I don't have a lot on my plate, I guess, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like my primary job right now is marketing and just delivering on the things that I've already sold like 10 kg and bmm which really isn't that time intensive like it's one or two calls a month a week anyway not that much and it's still a lot like it's still a lot i still am like okay yeah we need to get a marketing assistant and if i really want to like go in on this i need help i can't do this all myself i know i have the same problem where recently i've considered hiring maybe like a junior designer or something to do social media specifically Um, But it's 
Yeah, it's really overwhelming. And I think that's my biggest um, fear with the video content shift is that I already feel overwhelmed with just doing mm -hmm. photo content for Instagram, which really isn't that time consuming if you think about it. But video content, I feel like it takes me 10 times longer to make one really? video than it does to make uh, like a post. But maybe I'm like a perfectionist with video stuff. I always want to do something like that's really <laughs> challenging. Um, so maybe I should lean into doing things that are a little bit more simple. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just super time consuming. And the thought of having to do that every day sounds awful. That's interesting. I feel the complete opposite. I get anxiety writing Instagram captions. Instagram captions are tough to write. I won't lie. I think that's kind of the worst part about it. I think like creating the graphic is pretty quick, but then yeah, writing the caption is kind of a long, a long Even thing. Even the graphic for me takes a while. Like I feel like I would rather just like pop on my TikTok and just like yeah. talk. It's yeah, it is kind of nice to talk. I do feel that way. That's why I send people voice memos all the time on Instagram yeah. because I never want to type things out. <laughs> I know. I don't have time at all. That's, um, that's why my hands are a mess right now. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. I think that's a huge thing. Side note um, that I've heard from people that do get a lot of followers on Instagram is that it becomes really, really overwhelming to have like a close knit community because you can't keep up with it. You just can't mm -hmm. read all the comments and respond to all the DMS and you just sort of lose out on all those really personal connections, yeah. which is kind of sad. I mean, I've only gone, I mean, I only have like, 7,500 right now. And I am feeling that like, I just posted a Q and a yesterday. Cause I was like, I have literally hundreds of unread DMS right now that I, it literally gives me so much anxiety. Like I'm not texting people back right now. I'm I, I, oh, anytime I get a new message, it just like sends shivers down my spine and like all these feelings of like, oh my gosh, you're never going to reply to them. Are you going to reply to them right now? And then you have to think of a response and da, da, da. like, oh my gosh, it's so, that gives me so much anxiety. I, and I think yeah. writing a caption feels really similar to mm -hmm. replying to someone. And so maybe that's why I hate it so much. But yeah. I can't even imagine having like more and it makes me sad because I used to just be able to be in my DM so much more. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, that's really hard. And I think the fact that you mentioned like writing a caption kind of sucks. It, I think that's one of the benefits to video content is that yeah. people are reading less. Like nobody wants to read a really long caption. People love writing super long captions on Instagram and like Sometimes I'll read them, especially people that I really care about following. But um, a lot of times I will skim through it or just skip over it if it's too I long. I never, ever read them, ever. <laughs> yeah. But videos, I mean, usually they're around 30 seconds or something, maybe a minute at the longest. Um, and, you know, you just get through the content super quickly. So that is a benefit to video content for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, well, awesome. I feel like we've had a really good conversation. Is there, uh, there, were there any other messages or things that you got that you want to talk about before we end really quick that people submitted? I think just one of the main themes that was being brought up a lot is the whole burnout situation. Mm -hmm. Like people are already feeling burnt out by social media and adding something new, like you have to start doing this. I think that's just burning people out a lot. And that was 
sort of the reason why I reached out to you was wondering like, what do you specifically do to create video content that doesn't make you feel like super burnt out and that you're spending like all your time on TikTok stuff? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest things, well, there's two things I feel like that I do is I will save trends because you can save sounds that are trending, Mm -hmm. which is like the big way to hop on trends or whatever. I save sounds that are trending that I feel like if I can think of something to go with that trend, I would like to use. And honestly, like I'll save one sound a day and I'll be like thinking about it (laughs) throughout the day. And I'm like, uh, if I think of something great, if I don't, great. Um, (laughs) But I don't give myself pressure to like use that sound, if that makes sense. But trends are just a little thing then honestly just make posting consistently easy because you can hop on trends fast, easy, quick. But if something creative doesn't come to mind, don't pressure yourself to use it at all. Uh, But even beyond using trends, what I feel like is even more powerful and what I feel like can sometimes be easier is posting things as they come to my mind and like, and not doing the big whole production, which is my personality. And so it's quicker. And so I hesitate to say this is the way to do it because I think it depends on everybody's personality. And there might be times when you are quicker at doing a production because you, and you feel more aligned with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I, and I do feel like this is what I've heard from, you know, the TikTok experts too, or whatever. I don't know if this is real or not, but I do feel like it's always <laughs> TikToks when I am, I'm like no makeup on. And I am just like popping up and I'm like, here are my thoughts about this. Or here are the things that I wanted to, I just had this idea where I'm going to talk about it. And it's just, it's very quick. And it's not perfect. I, try, I think I purposefully try to keep it imperfect. And mm-hmm. I've noticed that people have genu- I've liked that better. I like that better for myself personally, at least. And I think it relieves a lot of the pressure. of being yeah. like, It has to be this whole production. It's literally just me like, okay, I have this idea. I'm going to talk about it really quick because it's easier than writing it out to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to like share it, post yeah. it because you don't want to do long <laughs> options on TikTok anyways. And then that's the way it works. I think that's one reason why I love TikToks is because it's, you can almost treat it like Instagram stories, like the content Mm -hmm. that you put on there. Like it doesn't have to be this huge whole thing. It can literally just be like, here's my idea on pricing that came up in a conversation today and I wanted to talk to you about it. Yeah, I think that's a big mindset shift that I've gone through recently with video content because when I heard that Instagram was changing, it just made me super anxious and I spent a lot of time thinking about why it makes me anxious. And I think a big reason was just that I always felt like the video content had to be perfect. Like if I um, wasn't wearing makeup or like my hair wasn't super nice one day, I'd be like, well, I can't do video content today because people are going to not want to watch it because my hair is not perfect or something silly like that. And it's like, no, that's definitely not the case. Like just pop on whenever you have like a inspiration idea and it doesn't need to be perfect. TikTok is definitely not a perfect platform. Mm -hmm. Like it's not super high quality, high budget productions. It's just quick little clips of people talking usually. Um, So yeah, I think I'm going to start focusing on just like whenever I come up with something, just do it real quick and try to, you know, create content whenever I'm feeling inspired and not not trying to force it when I'm feeling burnt out because that's just not going to lead to anything good. Yeah. 
I agree. And there'll be times when I go like a week or two. I went like two or three weeks once without posting anything because I just didn't want to. And I mean, there are two, that leads me to two other things that I really love about TikTok is people don't unfollow you as quickly as they do on Instagram. I feel like yes. they're a lot more generous, especially because they're spending so much time on their For You page, which is people just from random. Right. Things. And they don't, they don't see every single one of your videos. They usually just see the popular right. ones. And so they're not bound to unfollow you. So if you go two weeks, two or three weeks, without posting, mm-hmm. it's fine. And that reminds me of a quote I read in a book uh, I posted about on my Instagram story about e- from Eat Your Greens. And he was saying in there, like, literally, people don't expect anything from you. So if you don't put anything out there, you're fine. Like, you don't owe anybody anything. So if you're feeling like you posting that day would not be authentic, authentic and honest for yourself, you definitely don't need to post. And it would be better if you didn't. But also, that's a really good quote. One of the reasons I love TikTok too, the second reason I was going to say is that like, I feel like TikTok is a little bit more, you see a little bit more authenticity and honesty on TikTok than you do on Instagram. Like Instagram does yeah. feel a bit like a highlight reel, which we've For all sure. before, and it does. But I mean, who doesn't want a highlight reel and to remember, you know, cool moments right. of their story to show, whatever. But I feel like TikTok is a lot more behind the scenes and you do see just like, People, people that I feel like I never would have had met or like seen their opinions or like seen how funny they were all of a sudden, like they're yeah. getting the spotlight because they're different. I think that's a huge thing that TikTok really emphasizes on rather than Instagram where they're like, oh, how many followers do you have? Da-da-da. It's mm-hmm. like if people are interacting with it and you have a lot more opportunity to have people interact with it, like they're going to push it. Yeah. And it's so fun to see everyone's personality shine through in video content because you just yeah. don't really get that through an Instagram caption. So that's one thing that I do love about it. I do feel like I look at stories all the time and like mm-hmm. there are some TikTok people that I feel like I know them personally just because yes. I watch their videos so much. And I think if that's how you're, you know, re- marketing yourself as a business, that's a really good strategy because people are going to want to work with you because they feel like they know you already yes and the tiktok algorithm will reward you for that as opposed to the instagram algorithm where sometimes i feel like it picks and chooses who it wants to boost and it's so much dependent upon like who you follow and how many followers you have and oh my gosh i if you hate the instagram algorithm i would suggest you take a look at the tiktok algorithm because it really does reward people who do put themselves out there and are different and ma- make that real effort. Um, it doesn't care so much about the petty things like Instagram does, like follower count and da 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 da. Like it just really, really values good content. Um, I mean, that being said, I know that's probably really scary for people who don't want to be out there as much, but if that's something that you're looking for, TikTok is great for that. And so I hope if you're feeling overwhelmed by the Instagram announcement that it's now going to be a video platform and feeling like you have to be on video now, I hope this put you a little bit at ease and knowing that 99 out of 100 designers on Lauren's page don't prefer video content, you're not alone, and you don't owe anybody anything. So if you don't want to post, don't. Just try and be as authentic and true to yourself as you can. Yeah, I don't think people... I don't think people need to treat video content the way that they are currently treating 
um, Instagram post content, like Mm -hmm. people saying, Oh, you need to post every single day. You need to post five stories a day. You need to do whatever, (laughs) like just post, post a video whenever you feel like posting a video, like maybe that's three times a week, one week, and then the next week it's once. And then the next week it's every day, just do what feels like okay to you. And then maybe over time as a society, we will just sort of transition into that a little bit more and it'll be easier. I don't think you need to jump full force into it right away because I'm definitely not doing that. I'm only doing it occasionally and that's helping me from feeling super overwhelmed by it. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective because you know, like you should talk about this. I was like, no, I want your perspective on this too because yeah, I am someone it's an interesting who, conversation. who likes video and I didn't at first. I will say that uh, if anyone's like, how, how could you like video? I didn't like it at first. And now I just feel like it's easier. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to say your perspective on someone who doesn't generally like it. So mm-hmm. thanks for sharing and giving your advice to people. Yeah, of course. Struggling with this right now. And then before we go, do you want to go ahead and where can people find you, learn more about you? Because you're amazing. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram or TikTok, even though I don't post a whole lot of TikToks, um, <laughs> at Albie Creative, which is E L B Y Creative. Um, and then if you want to check out more information, I have a whole page on my website dedicated to designer resources. So if you are a designer, you want to learn more about like my course or just some general resources, I give a lot of like tips about different um, like software or platforms or tools or tricks that I use that have helped me as a business owner. I have a whole page on my website. You can find that um, on my Instagram in the bio. There's just a button that says designer resources. Love that. And if you'll give me that link, we can share it on the show notes so that you guys yeah. just yeah. read that and click really easily. <laughs> yeah, but thanks again. And we'll see you guys next week.